Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast was brought to you by our sponsors, Dragon Shield. If you'd like to support the channel or Dragon Shield, you can go to our affiliate link down below to pick up some sweet sleeves. I think they have new sleeves that just came out. They're like green and blue. Cool. You can buy those too. Welcome to a Play to Win podcast where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Cam. I'm Dylan. And this week we have a spicy top 10 that we're going to talk about. Give it to me. This is the top 10 combos in CEDH. So uh, we're going to do this a little bit differently from every other top 10 that you've probably ever seen before other top tens boring boring this one cool <laughs> right so instead of you know us knowing what the top 10 is coming into the video <laughs> because we don't because we don't right we're gonna try to figure that out here together instead yes. so this way we get the thought process yeah. what we're thinking why we rank them the way that we're ranking them we're not just regurgitating information like it's out of a textbook right we're yeah we're gonna have a conversation yeah we're just gonna we're gonna figure them out All so right. we gotta first define what a combo is because if we're gonna nail this down we gotta figure out exactly Please. what we're yes. looking for here. cdh combo what is it all right, so Webster's Dictionary defines a combo. <laughs> a CDH combo. Yes. Uh, a combo, short for combination, is an interaction between two or more cards that results in a player winning the game, creating infinite mana that will be used to win the game. With Thrasios, something mm -hmm. like that. Or setting a player up to win the game because of this course of interaction. Right. It may not actually say you win the game, but it, you will create a million creatures or something like that that can or win the game. No opponents will. <laughs> no opponents will have permanence in play continuously. And you have your whole deck in your hand. Exactly. That is basically a win, and we're going to count that as part of what a combo can kind of do. Exactly. So what are we excluding? So there's a couple categories that we're not looking into right here. These are not combos exactly one card win conditions things like ad nauseum that like set up the combo that's not really what we're going to talk about today ad nauseum does win you the game but it wins you the game because it finds you something else to win you the game we're going to talk about the thing that it finds you yes exactly this also includes intuition this includes polymorph this includes uh, Birthing Pod. This includes Mnemonic Betrayal and Elish Norn Grand Cenobite as well, too. These are all cards. <laughs> well, I was trying yeah. to think about it. Like Elish Norn is like a Stax finisher. It's a win right. condition yeah. sometimes. Like, yeah. We're not talking about Stax finishers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a combo. That's just a one-card win condition. We're talking about loops. Yes. Or I guess not even loops, but I mean, the, one of the first ones we're going to talk about isn't necessarily a loop. But the yeah. Wins, yeah, two cards that go together that actual win the game. Exactly, yeah. We're also, again, not talking about the outlets. We're talking about the combos. So we're excluding like, oh, my commander is Thrasios or Jessica. It's the outlet for the infinite mana. No. Well, we want to talk about the infinite mana combos. And we're this also means that we're excluding Finale of Devastation because, again, that's an outlet. So Even though normally Finale of Devastation is the thing that's causing you to win the game, but only after you've been able to make a billion mana, we're talking about how to make the billion mana. Exactly. Okay. Well, since I think, you know, we, we we're trying to set up what the top 10 is, I think we should start with a really a really clear start here and talk about Thassa's Oracle and Demonic <laughs> Consultation. Yeah, I, we should talk about the baseline. What's the yeah. best? Start right at the top, and then whoever wants to click off the video, you can go now because yeah, we now know. That you know what the best one is. <laughs> but if you, you didn't know, know before. The rest of the top 10, <laughs> yeah. so. But Thassa's Oracle, Demonic Consultation. Thassa's Oracle is a yes. creature, it has a trigger. When the trigger goes off and you have no library, you win the game because your devotion will be less than your library. And cards like Demonic Consultation and Tainted Pack exile your library at instant speed for a very efficient mana cost. This is the best combo in the game. It's very difficult to interact with, although it is very possible for every color to do so. It is still very difficult, and the timing has to be right. You have to have the right cards in your hand. So if you're looking for like a very quick and reliable and very inexpensive combo this is really the the best one to go for it's cream of the crop yeah it's yeah it's the most yeah it's difficult to interact with like you said it's very mana efficient being a total of three mana for thousands oracle and demonic consultation and it's 
did I say difficult to interact with? I think that was the first thing that I said. I said that you too. You said that. Great. We all said it. Yeah. It, everybody <laughs> knows removal, it. Removal doesn't do it. If you kill the Thoracle, nope. then it's, it dies, and then the trigger still goes on nope. the stack. You have to counter the fastest Oracle mm -hmm. or stop the ability. I know now you're going to say stifle. You're going to you're going to say this, and you had stifle. I still don't think stifle is good. Submerge. Yeah. <laughs> there are other things that can stop this combo besides stopping the trigger. Something like, you know, a spell pierce on the demonic consultation. That is a great way to stop this combo. Other colors have things like endurance or angel's grace or red elemental blast that can also help interacting right. with this combo as well. Um, but I think... Coming into this, we all kind of had the assumption that this we was know. going to be number one. Yeah, we know. So why are we... I don't want to build up to this thing that we all knew. Right. right? And we don't have to waste a ton more time on this. We all know that Thassa's Oracle and Demonic Consultation or Tainted Pact is the best yeah. way to win the game. There are other ways to get rid of your library. Um, ones that I like. Oh, shoot. I should know this. What's the black creature that I really like? Oh, uh, uh, Divining Witch. Divining Witch. Yes. That's Hermit a great Druid. way. Divining Witch and Hermit Druid are ways that can set up the Thassa's Oracle. I know at the beginning we said we weren't going to talk about those cards. Here I am talking about those cards but that's not the combo the combo is thassa's oracle oh you know should hermit druid be on this list is hermit druid no hermit druid should it's count a one as card win it's condition. a one card win con it's it's part we're not talking about we're hermit not druid. talking about hermit <laughs> we're druid, gonna spend so more time shut the fuck up about <laughs> hermit druid <laughs> we're gonna spend more time talking about how we're not gonna talk about ad nauseum than right. actually <laughs> talking about it okay all right so all right so that's a, that's a clear obvious number one um now lab man and Jace also do the same thing with these graveyard exilers or library exilers too. Um, now they're definitely lower than Thassa's Oracle, and I think they're lower enough where I would rather be doing things in other colors potentially than do this. Yes, like if Thassa's Oracle got banned, I don't think Demonic Consultation and Jace is the best thing to be doing no. in CDH. It's one of them. It's definitely probably one of the top three. I think Jace would see a ton of play if Thassa's Oracle ever got banned. Yeah, but. I don't know if I would be relying on it as hard. No, I don't I don't think so either. I would shift to something else. Yeah. Okay. Then we are also gonna talk about Underworld Breach, Brain Freeze, and LED as a three card combo that also wins the game pretty handily. Yep. If you have Underworld Breach in play and you have a Lion's Eye Diamond, you can sacrifice Lion's Eye Diamond for mana, discarding your hand and probably the Brain Freeze that's part of this three card combo. And from your graveyard, you cast the, the Brain Freeze with the mana that you made from Lion's Eye Diamond, milling yourself. The Storm Count is already a couple, two or three. You'll mill six or nine cards. You can do it again. Next time it's going to be 12 cards, etc., etc. Yeah. Mill your whole library out. From there, we're putting that here as one of these win cards because it is, you can mill your opponents out with this combo too. Your opponents will have no library, and then you can pass the turn. Normally, players who are playing this combo are also playing Thassa's Oracle. So just for good measure, once they get to this point of milling their whole library out, they'll just cast the Thassa's Oracle, and that'll be it. But the win con is truly, you can mill your opponents out, and I think that is a perfectly feasible win con. Now, you may say, what about the Gitrog player that has a Titan? Who cares? That never happens. There's not that many Gitrock players. Technically, what like, you can do... You're just do, not going to run into that. And if yeah. it does happen, there's like other stuff. Like, oh, you can do other stuff. You can you have Underworld Breach in your whole library in your graveyard. You can bounce all of their things. You can make it impossible for them to win. You can do other things. It's, it's really not the end of the world. If one player has a Titan and... That just doesn't happen often. There's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of Titans in the format. It's not going to happen in the tournament setting because there's no Gitrog in the tournament setting. So <laughs> right, yeah, no, no one's bold enough to take Gitrog to a tournament, right? I, I would totally roll those dice. Um, but yeah, no. I so I would. I kind of have that right now in between Thassa's Oracle and um, Breach. I would have that as our number two slot. These are, right yeah, yeah. As we're making the list, going from top to bottom, this is the easiest way to make the list. Like, yeah. What's the best? It's those two things. And, yeah. And in a lot of ways, they, there's crossover, which is why they're so good. You know, you can use the Thoracle with the with the Breach. Exactly. And honestly, because of this, I really think the meat and the potatoes is going to be coming after one and two. I think that's really. What do you wait? What are we talking about? I, 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 I'm talking about like where the rankings are going to come yeah. from from here right like i don't think like that's interesting to talk about like oh what about this is oracle versus like literally anything well yeah i mean we knew we were we, gonna put we that know there, we're not right? gonna have a fake argument about is that oracle better than the other ones no that's exactly but yeah. i think it's gonna get more interesting as we get to some of these like a little bit less powerful combos that is 
going to be more interesting. Just because the combo isn't quite as efficient doesn't mean it's not better or worse to run, per se. There are other combos yeah. that may not be as mana efficient as that Circle's Mana Consultation, but they have a lot of good synergies with your deck, or they'll have it so that you don't run any dead cards in your deck, or they'll have some other purpose that is somehow a positive that in your head you can say, okay, yeah, this is worth exactly. it, me not playing Demonic Constellation Thoracle, because that's not all you can do in the format. We know that there are plenty of other decks that can yes. win in a number of other ways. Having commanders with one card win cons in your deck is a great way to win that's a little bit easier than Thassa's Oracle Demonic Constellation sometimes. There's other things to do that can be just as good, if not as good. I'm very excited to get into these. So the next one I have is Protean Hulk and a Sack Outlet. Okay. Um, so this is Protean Hulk, Viserys Seer, basically is our the Sack Outlet that, that we'll use as our example. It's Viserys here, right? I don't know, man. <laughs> it totally could be. It's anyone's, I don't know. I, it's I anyone's thought it was guess. Viserys here. I always said Vis Viserys here, but I'm pretty sure Tyler corrected me once. I least. say it differently every, every time. time. <laughs> every yeah. time. Yeah. Sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. Right, it depends okay, on sorry. how I feel, right? Yeah. All right. So uh, the then the combo you get after that is Malira, Silvak, Outcast, the Lesser Mastercore, and then the Disciple of the Vault. Yeah. This is the most common Golgari one. You can loop these cards together to kill your, your opponents with just the Protean Hulk and a Sacrifice Alice. So it's an A plus B, Protean Hulk, Sacrifice, and you can set this up. Protean Hulk is broken. We know that. We, Protean Hulk can set up a number of different piles, not only in this Golgari combination. There are other ones. You can use the Breakfast combo that runs... Uh, Nomad's Encore and some Cephalid something. That Ceph can, Cephalid Illusion. That's the card. That's Boom. it. Boom. And then Thassa's Oracle. Thassa's Oracle, you mill your whole library. And that was what the that was the combo line that Flash Hulk used when Flash was played. Um, that was breakfast, That right? was the breakfast Hulk. There are a ton of different ways that Hulk can win the game. Um, but it's a it's a good way to win the game, honestly. It really I still is. think even with Flash gone, I still like Protein Hulk. You get to win around Rule of Law, which I think is a really strong thing. The other combos that we talked about don't win around a lot of stacks pieces like that so that's very true i i think this does mean that this would rank higher because of that but yeah. does it rank higher than underworld breach brain brain freeze and led yeah probably not i, I mean it, 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 it depends there are lines i like a lot of the lines with minx and boo you can set up some lines with just your commander that make your win pretty unstoppable if you can get that hulk into play and you're playing things like cavern of souls then you can win the game it doesn't matter if your opponents have any interaction after that point the Oracle can be interacted with. You can spell pierce it. Yeah. You can swan song stuff. You can do things to interact with Thassa's Oracle. But some of these Hulk lines, yeah. they come with Grand Abolisher. Once the Hulk is gone, you can't interact anymore. You're done. There's no more interacting. It, they can be very, and especially for players who are not familiar with all the different Hulk lines that there could be, yeah. um, I, I think it's a great way to take down wins in a CDH tournament um, just because you have to expect all of your opponents to know exactly how to play around you, and that can be yeah. difficult. I would definitely think that I would rather be playing this than like Lab Man yeah. in uh, those like stacks scenarios. Yeah, too, so I like if Thassa's Oracle get banned, maybe we move back to Hulk. Maybe Hulk is, is is a good way to go too instead of instead of this. So where do you have this versus like Lab Lab Man consultation or Jace consultation? What do you think? It's better? tough to say right now. So it's hard to compare it against those because I don't know what the format would look like if Thassa's Oracle got banned. Because Thassa's Oracle gets banned changes like has a ricochet of changing other things. So if Thassa's Oracle gets banned, that means maybe Grixis goes down a little bit. So green cards get better i think hulk right now well i mean we haven't gotten to kiki jiki yet but i think hulk is worse than kiki right now okay um so i would probably i don't want to put a slot do i, do I have to solidify the slot for it right now no because it's going to move i'm sure if, if we get to something else that we feel is better once we get to kiki jiki it's, it's going to get out, shut of, down. out of the three we have right now yeah. it's third it's it's definitely worse than brain freeze led underworld breach and it's worse than thassa's oracle demonic consultation tainted pack yes was that is your it question worse, yeah where is it with lab man that was my question Oh, um, I, f I think Labman is worse than Brain Freeze Underworld. Like, la la the Labman specifically is yeah. worse than Brain Freeze Underworld and probably worse than Hulk, too. I think Hulk's probably worse, worse yeah. than Hulk. Great. Okay, so that means that right now Hulk is at our number three and then Labman okay. is at our number four right now. Oh, sure. I see how we're doing yes, it. Okay, yes. sure. So Labman is at our number four. Well, okay. La okay, but Labman is, is different than Thassa's Oracle because Labman, you need an extra card. You need to draw a card. You have a cantrip in there. Or That's something. also true, right? Yeah.
Yeah, which is why it's also it's going down four because okay. it's because you need another thing. I understand. Yeah. All right, so assume by the end of this list, it's probably not going to be on the list. It's, there's a good chance it might not be on the oh, list. Understand. Yeah, okay. exactly. Although I am playing it in my cast build right now, I am playing Laboratory Man. So I think that it's a good backup combo to the Thassa's Oracle, right? Yeah. So like, if you don't have a lot of space for like another big thing it's really easy just to take out one card and slot in lab man to also combo with two other cards that you're primarily running in the deck yeah too yeah i yeah i have been enjoying it more especially because i've been running to a lot more stacks and i like lab man because you can just play the lab man out and there's a and there's a rule of law effects you can't do anything you just pass maybe you have a risk study in play someone casts a spell and you get a risk study trigger on the stack you know they can't pay for it if you tainted packed then you haven't cast another spell so you can get around the rule of law you can just win in response to something else that they're doing with the lab man out that's pretty good. So I like that in a stacks world if you're playing against those specs. Agreed. I like that in the Thassa's Oracle deck as a way to win around stacks pieces. Exactly. Like, Another reason why I play Divining Witch for the same thing. Divining Witch can kind of win on its own. Uh, just one card. You can do it slowly. Um, it, it can set up that win under and, rule of law. And even if this doesn't end up to still in the top 10 at the end of this that doesn't mean that it's bad that we're playing it right this is just an arbitrary number that we're assigning right, right now and um we're gonna move on and we're gonna talk about the bomberman combo right which is led lion's eye diamond another card we already talked about and Ariok salvagers yes this one makes infinite mana yes. you can with the rx salvagers in play you cast the lion's eye diamond you sacrifice the lion's eye diamond for three mana use the rx ability that is two mana to bring it back into play sack it again you can make infinite white mana then once you have infinite white mana you start casting with some of that white mana to make some red mana some blue mana etc etc you make a whole bunch of mana and you can dump that into your commander whether that be whatever Thrasios, jessica was jessica. my favorite use for it yes pros of this deck it is pretty um it's only four mana it's only four mana and it's two cards that's that's oracle tainted pact that's pretty that's pretty cheap on mana cons pretty big con you gotta discard your hand i think that makes it the <laughs> i think Stinker. that makes it the worst combo that we've talked about so far i would say so i think it's really good when you have an underworld breach in play like Boom. if you're able to yeah if you're able to capitalize off of your graveyard like that then this combo is incredibly appealing and was the best way for me to make infinite mana in jessica ishai right however on its own in like a Thrasios Timna Razaketh deck, which is typically the other place that you'll see it, I find that it performs a little bit worse because you do have to be much more risky to go all in on a situation with Razaketh. You have to time everything right with your triggers so that you're going to search for something at the right time with abilities and LED triggers on the stack. So uh, I think number five spot right now is where it's going to be, and I will not be surprised to see it push lower and probably out of the top 10. I agree. I, I especially like it with cards like Silence and Grand Abolisher that are white cards that work well in decks like this. I just want to make sure that we say that because yeah. that's why these combos are good. If you can get a Grand Abolisher out and then do this, it's great. It's super great. But that's, that's true. true about Grand Abolisher and any two-card combo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's a lot of other de um, there's a lot of other combos that we'll talk about that you could use in white decks too that will still also have access to that. Like the next one that we're going to talk about is Isochron Scepter and Dramatic Reversal. This is one that used to see a ton of play. This was like one of the things to do in cdh one for a long time things. one yeah. of the best things like it was where to win now you also need enough mana rocks to be able to produce more than two mana so that you can keep activating isochron scepter to untap all of your mana rocks make your infinite mana put that into whatever outlet you're looking for right we didn't say what this one does but when you cast the isochron scepter you imprint the dramatic reversal under it you activate the isochron scepter the dramatic reversal gets a copy of it cast and then that untaps the isochron rep scepter the isochron Cron Scepter, and along with all of your other non-land permanents. So realistically, it's only a four-mana two-card combo. Right. If you have rocks that produce more than two mana already in play. Which every deck plays. Right. It's a great win con with Thrasios. When Thrasios was the boogeyman, this was a great way to win. I really like this because this was a way to win with colorless mana. So if you add Nauseam and you go Mox Diamond into Soul Ring, into Mana Vault, into Grim Vault, Grim Monolith, and you have all this colorless mana, well, you can use this combo to draw the rest of your deck with Thrasios. I thought I really liked that a lot. Sees less play now that Underworld Breach and Thassa's Oracle have kind of taken over, and this combo 
would see plays in the same type of deck. It sees play in ad nauseum decks. It sees play in decks that are trying to draw big cards. So you can find these two cards quickly, um, but it's just less good than Tainted Pack. That's Oracle. That's the thing. And the, part of the reason why you've also cut it is because it's so much easier to interact with these other combos too. Yeah. Any kind of artifact removal can stop it. I mean, Chain of Vapor... Collector, oof! There's just, I mean, there's I could, a lot I could of stacks that stop this yeah. too. You, you kind know. of fall apart to every single stacks piece. So not only do you need to activate artifacts, which a lot of stacks pieces are stopping the activation of artifacts, but eventually you need to activate a Thrasios or something like that. Normally, which is an activation of a creature. A lot of cursed totem effects in play. Also, you need to cast a bunch of spells. It's bad against rule of law. It uh, just folds to like to, it folds to like every stacks piece basically. Yeah, <laughs> everything has to go right, but. Uh, otherwise, in terms of where we're ranking this, better than Lab Man. It's definitely. You think it's better than Lab Man? I think it's better than Lab Man. Okay. Yeah, I, I if, kind of have. I have Lab Man and Jace over this. Yeah. See, it's hard because Lab Man currently has overlap with Thoracle, which is why I'm playing it. But yeah. if Thoracle wasn't here, I don't think I would play Jace. I think I would probably be closer to Isochron Scepter. You'd be trying to do something else. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Okay. So we're gonna put Lab Man at number five, and that means that iso rev is our number four yeah where right do you now. put so where are we putting jace because the jace the four mana jace that has three i have lab, lab man and jace right next to each other because currently they're the same thing currently they're backups okay. to fast oracle and i don't really know which one is better because the jace one is hard jace one isn't good in rule of law metas and the Lab man can be. So. But the Jace comes with a cantrip. Like before Thassa's Oracle came out, I was playing that Jace and Demonic Consultation and Tainted Pact in a deck. I wasn't playing Lab Man at that time. I was playing like a He-Man strategy at the time, which was like a, a mid-range ad nauseum type of deck. And that I don't I don't know if that deck would play Jace anymore. I don't know if that I don't know. Okay, ISO Rev is about both Labman and Jace. Yes, let's just go with I, that and move yes. the fuck on. Okay, <laughs> that sounds great. All right, so the next one that we're going to talk about then is Dual Caster Mage and Twin Flame or Heat Shimmer. I like this one. I love this one. This is a great mono-red combo. Yeah, you need a creature in play. You cast the Twin Flame targeting the creature. You hold priority before you do anything else, and you cast Dual Caster Mage right on top of that Twin Flame. Uh, and then as long as priority passes and no one says anything, the Dual Caster will enter. It'll make a copy of the Twin Flame flame the twin flame will make a copy of dual caster which makes a copy of you make a bunch of hasty tutus and you can attack your opponents to death this is a great win con it is a great win con you have to remember to do it in your first main first that's important definitely don't try to use your carpet of flowers on your second main to cast to do this it's not going to work uh, that's kind of honestly one of the reasons i don't love it in timna decks because timna wants to draw cards and then you want to try to go off and that doesn't work with dual caster mage I like it a lot more in like Tevishat decks, which are drawing yes. on the main phase. For me, this is normally like a great backup win condition is how I like to think of it. Yeah. But it is also a main win condition too in some of the Mardu ad nauseum decks and the other decks that you said too. It sees play in the Timna decks, in the Mardu decks. Like I said, I don't love it in those Mardu decks. I think you should probably do something else unless you're not playing Timna. If you're playing Mardu, not Timna, then yes, I think this one's a great one. It's five total mana plus the creature that was already already in play but sometimes that's easy you know um and you need that you, it, it folds to removal still so it's still it's like like isochron scepter and then it folds to removal it's just creature removal instead of artifact removal i'm not sure which is worse honestly yeah like i i truly do think it's about the same a lot of players play a ton of permanent removal chain of vapor things like that and then they'll play normally like one source of plowshare, one nature's claim, right? I it, a lot of times recently like I that. think it's been it's been well, more, but now a lot of the decks play like Beseju, so they might even sure. cut on some of those other effects too. Um, but another I think reason that, why Iceground Scepter's not as good. <laughs> yeah, but I do think that it's easier to hit creatures and spells than it is to hit artifacts. Okay. Definitely. Okay. I I would definitely say that because even though like Chain of Vapor still deals with it, and there's other um, like still non land permanents that are mentioned on a lot of different cards i still think that there's more like like black decks are much more prone to be able to deal with creatures and if you're That's playing true. up against like certain colors correct, just can't deal with exactly artifacts. right but certain colors play like cut down because it's some of the only removal that they have so i would certainly think that iso rev is better than dual caster mage which means that we're looking at is dual caster mage better than lab man jace hmm I 
right now yeah, in the I would format, say now. right now, if it were, I don't want to talk about band cards, right. right now in the format, I think that it sees play more than Jason Labman. Right. And the. Th- I think it's better I than Jace Labman. I think it's better than Jace Labman yeah. because, it, like you said, it sees more play than them right now. I think exactly. I don't play Jace ever right now, and I play Labman only for specific reasons because there's a lot of um, layover. What's not? That's not what I'm thinking of. There's crossover. A of crossover. There's a lot of crossover. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of crossover. Um, and for the same reason, sometimes I think Twin Flame Dualcaster is better if you are more leaning into dockside strategies because Twin Flame is also really good with dockside because it's also just a dockside doubler. So if you are like, if that's kind of more your strategy, then Twin Flame Dualcaster Mage is a lot better. That's true. And it fits... I think it also fits perfectly in with a lot of the mono red strategies too, um, especially like Goto too. So weirdly, Goto doesn't play this fucking combo. Does it though. not really? No, I, no. I, I, I think because it plays Twin Flame and it plays Heat Shimmer, but it doesn't yeah. play Dual Caster. I mean, it you know some people sure do, but yeah. the main list and a lot of Goto players that I've seen do not play Dual Caster Mage because your strategy involves like attacking, like similar yeah. like Timna. So it's just it doesn't end up making the cut. I honestly, if I put Goto together. I don't know. I might put Dualcaster in it, but I remember feeling the same way that I felt Dualcaster was wrong in Goto. Sometimes it's just, it's hard to assemble two cards in a deck that can't draw any cards. That's fair. You know what I mean? How are you going to find them? Yeah. Well, our next, our next combo is a combo that I love. It is Witherbloom Apprentice and Chain of Smog. Yeah. This one's good too. I like this one. This one is the same to me as Bomberman. It's a similar pros and cons list, I think. But it's the, four mana for four a two-card combo. Yep. You got Witherbloom Apprentice in play. This is whenever you cast or copy a spell, drain the table, right? Drain the yep, table. One, exactly. Minus one, lose one. And uh, Chain of Smog, which says target player discards two cards. They may copy this spell and target somebody else if they want to, but you can just target yourself. So if you target yourself, discard a card, copy it, discard its cards two cards rather copy it discard drop copy it each time you do that wither bloom will ping the table even if you have no cards in hand you can keep on doing it and ping the whole table dead the issue pros and cons but the cons you have to discard your hand same as led and uh what is it oriac salvagers oriac salvagers That's you have to discard is. your hand same thing for this one you have to discard your hand yeah exactly so so do you think it's better than Bomberman, or do you I think it's think worse it is that only depends on the i think green black is better than white. So I will say it's better. But that's, I, that's the only reason why. I also think it's better because the decks that run it want it more, and it's very efficient after what they're doing. If you're going fast ad nauseum in Jund colors, I think this is a great way to complete the game for a very easy to assemble mana cost and board situation too. I think that the four mana for the... Oriok Salvagers all at once does make it like technically a little bit more difficult when technically you can run the Witherbloom Apprentice out earlier than a green is just Salvagers. yeah green is really good at tutoring for creatures also so being green black being in the best tutor colors is is also very helpful realistically I I think the combos are even power level they cost the same mana they have the same effect they have yeah. the same cons the only pros that are related to them are just based on their color. And that's just kind of a lot of the time comfortability on a player to player basis. So that means that we would still have Lab Man Jace and Consultation combos above Witherbloom Apprentice then. Lab Man and Jace Consultation combos. I don't know, dude. I, the Lab Jace is throwing me off for some reason because I, tr- I don't think they see a ton of play. They don't see a ton of play right now. Yeah. But yeah, so which is what we're evaluating them on. So yeah, I would say they're, these, Jason Labman is worse than this. Okay. So is Jace Labman worse than Bomberman? Yeah, Jace Labman is like worse than all of these, I think. Okay. Right? We're going to stop but, talking about Jace Labman yeah, so much. But the, yeah, the, because they're bad because that's Oracle exists. There's just like a better version to do yeah. that right now. And sometimes they work as backup for those cards. So it's hard to... I think I was the one who said they should be separate. That was wrong. They're... they're, they're the same. It's just like another yeah, version of that. Just another Oracle. version of it. Yeah. Okay. And these are still worse than Dual Caster Mage Twin Flames. So, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Both Witherbloom Apprentice and Yeah. Bomberman. Twin Flame Dual Caster is five mana, but this is four mana, but that one you get to keep your hand. Very, very important. This one, yes. discarding your hand for one cheaper mana, not worth it, in not my opinion. All right, here's another really good one. Dockside and a bounce enabler or a flicker enabler. Yeah, so the Baron Master Wizard, Emil the Blessed, Deadeye Navigator. Um, there's another one that there's I'm the white Team or Sabertooth. Team or Sabertooth is a good one. Meticulous Evacuation. I What's think the is that white? There's a white of? enchantment that for three mana can bounce your own creature. That's the card I just said. Is that what you said? Meticulous Evacuation. That card's yeah. pretty good. That card's not too bad. I've been um, I've been thinking about that card in like ad nauseum decks or something that are like that are really yeah. care 
care about that cheap mana cost on the front side. I like that. Yeah, that that would do it right there. Uh, also, Cloudstone Curio is another easy way to go off with this too. Yeah, I'm surprised it took us this long to talk about Dockside because this is a great way to win the deck. Well, the see, game. this is why you know for the people that you know stick <laughs> that wanted to stick around after we said like what the number one and number two were right. Very away. bold claims we're making. Thassa's yes. Oracle is good, and also Dockside Extortionist is so, good. Yeah, I mean Dockside, you're already playing Dockside, so like just slotting another card in that loops with it is like super easy to do. So I, I think this is. A very obvious top three. Definitely. That this would go in. Where do you have this versus Breach, Brain Freeze, and LED? Equal. Uh, maybe, is it better? May, uh, it depends. Man, this is hard to value. So my so reaction is worse. I got something. I think it's better. You think it's better? Okay. I think it's better. Although, although here's the thing. Yeah. You are already playing Dockside in every single red deck. So the cost of adding an enabler to it is very not much i will give um, that to you so uh, basically like as long as you have something to do with the mana like especially in your command zone this is an incredibly easy situation to put together here um not only that but this is a two card combo outside of a three card combo that breach brain freeze and led is so there is a little bit more setup uh this also sometimes requires you to also have some other cards in your graveyard as you're going to set up you can't just always like intuition for your brain freeze line like on turn one and be able to go off turn two because of it like you need a little bit more fodder for that whereas you know you could much more easily set up like a humongous dockside on turn one and theoretically like tutor into your other piece very quickly my only counter to that is there are times where your opponents have no artifacts and no enchantments and you cannot win the game that doesn't that doesn't happen due to your opponents with the brain freeze combo you cannot have a graveyard but you can also control your own graveyard if you can control your whole situation you can always mill your opponents out that is true that is my only counter argument but all of your other points were very good and valid so then let's fight on it on this level then what about stacks pieces are there more stacks pieces that hurt underworld breach or are there more stacks pieces that heard dockside extortionist um collect your no rod effects fucks them both fucks them both uh what about like uh creature abilities um creature abilities fucks only dockside only dockside like um, yes. curse totem effect unless you're playing cloudstone curio and then it doesn't matter sure unless you're playing cloudstone curio and then it doesn't matter or meticulous evacuation hilariously enough because that's an ability on an enchantment there you go um, what about um, like rule of law effects? It hurts both. Hurts both. Rest in peace effects and Dothy Voidwalker. Dothy Void hurts brain freeze. Yeah. Opposition agent, does that hurt anything? Brain freeze is very easy to set up with Demonic Tutor. Um, like the Underworld Breach line is you True. can set with just Demonic Tutor and cards in your graveyard, you can set up the whole line with, with just a tutor. Well, you know, I would argue that if you have Dockside and demonic tutor that's also really that easy is, to set yeah, up too. Also, yeah but the, if you demonic tutor for breach you can use the tutor again you can't demonic tutor for dock side and Good then point. Use the okay you know what i mean so demonic tutor is a busted card demonic tutor probably should also be with ad nauseum as a one card win con. because if you have con, enough yeah. cards in your graveyard you can demonic tutor for underworld breach cast the underworld breach cast the demonic tutor from your graveyard to find yeah. lion's eye diamond do it again to find breach you right, can set yeah. the whole line up with just that okay so all right we we, we got to get back on this right so is Dockside dock plus uh, uh, ways to abuse Dockside or Underworld Breach, Lion's Eye, Diamond, Brain Freeze better? Which one's better? I think the spicy thing to be if we put Dockside at number two, but I think realistically Underworld Breach and LED Brain Freeze really should just be the number two combo. Yeah, I'm taking a cop-out answer here, but I'm having a hard time picking between them. I think Brain yeah. Freeze is better. Yeah, I think Underworld Breach is better. I think it's a little bit easier to set up and control um, I think I think it works better with other better cards in our format. Yeah, which is hard to Dockside's so Dockside good to argue against. So, Dockside, right? Dockside being, works so well in these, but I guess the other thing is that it's much easier to come back if you get interrupted. Like so long as you have the Underworld Breach, it does make it so much more helpful. And if people try to interact with you after Underworld Breach is in play, you can also have the cards like Pactive Negation in your graveyard that can also say it doesn't matter anymore because I'm just using it be over and over again. over and over. So yeah, I think um, Breach is a more busted card than it's we're basically arguing what's more busted underworld breach or dockside extortionist which is kind of funny five years ago i would have never thought that we were having a conversation about two of the most busted red cards in CDH. right yeah nonetheless i think underworld breach is a more busted card only right. because you control its bustedness whereas dockside 
you rely on others. All right, so that means that we're gonna we have to talk about Dockside versus Hulk now. So right, where it's do you, better than Hulk. I have it so yeah, much better, better than Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, I yeah. would say okay. Hulk great. is a tier two strategy. It's a great tier two strategy, but 100%. I I look at it's a tier two strategy. Hundred percent. Which means all right. So we're gonna switch over now to Kiki Jiki. And a ham sandwich. This is my, one of my favorite combos in, in all of CDH. Kiki Jiki with Felidar Guardian. Village Bell Ringer. Uh, Zealous Conscripts. Combat Celebrant. Shit. Pestermite. Deceiver Exar. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Pyrax you got the list. Scout. <laughs> yeah. There's so many cards that Kiki Jiki works with, um, and we didn't even name all of them. It's set up really easy with Birthing Pod. That's a setup card for these lines that you can, with just the one, you can set up the whole line, which Sur is one of the main reasons. Survival of the Fittest and Vivian on the Hunt to do the same thing, basically, where you can set it up with the same Karmic Guide strategies. Yes. Yeah. You can put Kiki Jiki into your graveyard, bring it back with Karmic Guide, put a Felidar into your graveyard, flicker with, yeah, yeah. We're not going to go into that whole line, but the end state is. Is one of these bottoms and a kiki jiki tap the kiki jiki to make a copy of one of these creatures to either untap the kiki or flicker it or do something so that you can do it again make infinite attackers and attack everyone where where do we have this in the in the whole scope of things it's is it better than bomberman i think it's better than Bomberman. i think it's better than bomberman i think it's comparable to dual caster mage i think that it folds to the same weaknesses being creature removal um, but it has the strength of being able to be easily set up by one card in the three cards we've just mentioned, Birthing yeah. Pot, Survival of the Fittest, and Vivian on the Hunt. I think one of the big upsides for Kiki Jiki is that it'll, it allows you to cast a lot of your creatures that combo with it at instant speed so that you can set it up to do end step into your turn for Kiki Jiki. Pestermites and whatnot. Exactly, but that does mean that this is also much more expensive of a combo. Right. That is true, which is why the setups of these combos normally is only around six mana, which is much easier. Um, but I, I agree with you that just hard casting these two cards is is damn near impossible. That's too much yeah. mana. A lot of times that's three, four. That's that's three plus the five of Kiki Jiki. So that's like eight, nine, ten mana. Yeah. You're not going to be doing that a ton. So if you're just doing off that rate, it's pretty bad. But if you include the setup cards, I think it makes this combo much better. So it, is it better or worse than Dual Caster Twin Flame? I think Kiki Jiki is better than Dual Caster Twin Flame. So where do we where do you have that against Isorev or Protean Hawk? Better than. I think it's better than both Isochron and Protean Hulk. Where do you have it against Dockside and an and enabler? Worse. Yes. Okay. I, but just barely. I think it's truly just under Dockside and an enabler. I I think that in general I mean Hulk and Kiki Jiki do win under Rule of law. They're Rule both of law yeah, they're both good easily. for that. Just Hulk is just missing its setup card. It doesn't have flash anymore. You know what I mean? It doesn't have an easy setup. There are commanders that work well with it, but a lot of times you still have to like get the Hulk into play. Like you have to cast a seven mana creature, or you can yeah. reanimate it. You know what I mean? Of course that's you can do that, but then that's you gotta entomb it first, or you know what I mean? You gotta get it into the graveyard. Yeah, that's true. Um it just requires a little bit more of a setup, whereas the Kiki Jiki line is set up with one of those cards that we mentioned is Five yeah. of the Fist, Birthing Pod, Vivian, and a three-mana creature. Set those two up, and you can go right to this Kiki line and win very easily. Yeah, I, I think it is easy, a lot easier to set those up than the Hawks. So I do, I do agree with you there. You've got me. All right, the next one then is going to be Hallbreaker Horror or Tide Spot Tyrant with two mana positive mana rocks right yes so with this combo you get one of your krakens in play then you have a rock in play like a soul ring a mana crypt something like that you cast your second one with the ability the trigger that you get from the tide spot tyrant or the kraken you bounce the rock that's already there and you tap the rock that you just played for mana cast the one that you just bounced bounce the other one tap it for mana back and forth until you can make infinite mana normally you can win with you know either you know making a, a ton of mana and winning in some way like that with Thassa's oracle <clears throat> Wow, what happened? I just like became an idiot. After you make that infinite mana, when with that, after you make that infinite mana, when with Thrasios or something like that, the combo is great. I think it works well in a lot of decks, but it has to be a very particular type of deck. Yeah, and they it's usually set up either with something like a polymorph or a neoform, you know, something that's able to sneak it into play very quickly. Right. But or in a Kinnon deck where you can cheat it into play and you can just assume that you'll be able to have enough mana to cast it easily on turn two. Yeah, it is much. It is very difficult to interact with, especially with Hullbreaker Horror, because they can just cast more instants and return your interaction to your hand. And once you run out of mana, you know, you're not going to be able to 
keep threatening to destroy it so exactly the issue with this is you have to one of the issues that we didn't mention with protein hook is you have to play a seven cmc creature which is difficult in a, in a, a ad nauseum world right i think that it just that kind of sucks when you have this in your deck that you could hit off of an ad nauseum or something that's, that's something that a lot of decks have to think about but i feel like less so with these tight spot tyrant decks right i feel like they're less played with black cards yeah this this is more of a thing that you would do if you need an infinite mana out well i hold up hold up i want to backtrack yep um tassiger would be the only black deck that i would say this combo would be played in but otherwise i've mostly seen this in like mono blue or in uh actually shorakai as well too um not only that but uh i've also seen this in it goes in rograk um like teamer decks rograk thrasios Thrasios. yeah if you're trying to like luca like basically any of the polymorphs right um, and if you're if you have an enabler in your command zone, I think that's really where it shines. Some pros, it has a lot of setup cards, a lot of yeah. cards that can easily set it up, a lot of polymorph things that you can get into play pretty quickly for cheap. Uh, and it also is a little bit tricky to interact with, like you said. Um, the the cons are a lot of the times with those polymorph effects, I feel like you have to fuck up your whole deck. You yeah, and then right? and then you <laughs> lose out on so many good cards, right. which is really tough. You so, have to play no creatures in your deck, and you exactly, can't make that work. Yeah. Or you have to play something like a Tassiger in your command zone you have to make some other sacrifice yeah. somewhere else in so order to get I have play. this under Isorev which would mean that I think it's I'm, above Isorev you think it's above I think Isorev it's just above because I think Isorev is like in tier three almost right now because well, the other thing is that you have to have a card in your hand like Isorev you can just like cast and go off of what's in play right and that can just win you the game immediately whereas like you not only not only do you have to have like your combo pieces, but you also have to make sure that there's one in your hand or you have another spell to cast right. to go off. So it is a little bit harder to push in. Plus, the way that Isorev makes you want to build your deck is in a much easier way to go than these polymorph decks. That's true. And I think that you're actually gaining a lot from the way that Isorev wants you to build versus the way that polymorph wants you to build. So You might be right about that. So I would put this in... I would put this... Above dual caster mage, but underneath Isorev. Interesting. The only thing is that this has one card setups, which I think make it very good. That is my main and only argument why it could be better than both of those things is because this has an easy one card setup. Okay, not an easy, well, not for, an easy. I shouldn't say easy. Okay. But it has one card well, then, uh, for the sake of argument, transmute transmute artifact is a one card setup because if you need a specific card in your hand like a mana rock who's to say that that one specific card couldn't be dramatic reversal so that when it comes into play you can just sneak that in and be able to go off right away then too yeah there are more mana rocks than dramatic reversals in your deck like there are more things that the kraken could have besides just specifically the one card yeah that's true but I think I'm willing to concede that this combo is still worse than Isochron Scepter. So I'll, I'll just give it to you that. I think this this combo is a wee overhyped. Um, and I, I think it is a little bit just... It's as interactable as the Isochron Scepter. I think in non-black decks, if you need an infinite mana generator for your commander i think this is a great way to go yeah but you also need to be able to get it out and i think that that hurts it quite a bit um all right so the next one is not in the top 10 this is snoop piles sure with uh goblin recruiter torch courier kikijiki and mog fanatic this is not how much are we going to talk about this this is not in the top 10 not a not a ton yeah this is a branch off of kiki combos it can be powerful but yeah, I don't think it's better than a lot of the stuff we've talked about. Again, it's it's easy it's What's, easy to interact with, and then you have to if it is interacted with, then you have to draw a bunch of dead cards right. for a bunch of turns, and then it makes it much more difficult to actually do anything. What's the bottom of our list right now? Right now, the bottom of the list is Bomberman. This is worse than Bomberman. This is worse than Bomberman. Yeah, I'm not even putting this on the list. <laughs> Not even worth the time. Okay. All right. The next one is uh, one that we've commented on on the show already. This is World Gorger Dragon or Abdel Adrian and Animate Dead, Necromancy, or Dance of the Dead. This is the true bottom of the list. This is the true bottom of the this list. This is number Although 10. now that we it's talked about Snoop, I don't know. <laughs> so I feel like I would still rather do this, though, than, um, than play Snoop. Yeah, this has a lot of layover layover why do i keep saying that this is a lot of crossover with other good cards you know animate dead can be a powerful effect if you're bringing something back you can play it with razaketh which can help easily set these things up i like the strategy of reanimator much more in 1v1 formats than i do in cdh because a lot of the times 
in 1v1, you can reanimate a Gristlebrand and draw a bunch of cards. And even if you don't get there, you have a 7-7 Lifelinker. And that's pretty good. That doesn't exist in CDH. If you have an 8-8 Trampling uh, Razakath trying to set up your World Gorger Dragon, that doesn't work. World Gorger Dragon only wins you the game. It doesn't just chill if there's something that stops you. If someone stops you, you got no more permanence in play. Which you know? is like the worst <laughs> downside that you could have Exactly. Ever. I guess that's true. I did talk about that Snoop downside, and the World Gorger Dragon downside is much worse. Which Abdel Adrian fix by, fixes by at least letting you choose what you're exiling instead of having it be everything, and you can't pick your lands. Yes, but the Abdel, yeah, you need the Mana Rocks also. World Gorger does it with just lands. Exactly. So it does make it again harder to set up. So where do you? So this, where do you have this versus Snoop? Uh it's better than Snoop. You think it's better than Snoop? But yeah. is it? You know what? It's it's worse than Bomberman. It's worse than Bomberman, too. But close. It's close. It's close, yeah. But, like, I, I'd rather have no cards in hand and, like, still be able to draw live yeah. than have no lands in play. And it doesn't matter what I draw. I'm not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, the downside is worse. And for that reason, I, yeah, I think having no yeah. permanence in play is worse than no cards in play. So I think, I think that will actually kick it off of the top 10 Shit. for that reason. All right. Well, it's yeah. number 11. Well, for now. Um, <laughs> the next one is actually very similar to it. It's actually Leonin Relic, Warder, Animate Dead, and a Blood Artist effect. To be honest, I feel like this is just, it's part of that combo. It's its worse in the way that you need three cards because you need the Blood Artist effect also to benefit from the Leonin Relic, Warder, flickering in and out. But there's no downside of getting rid of all your permanents and cards. I think it's about equal to... Um, World Gorger Dragon, especially because Raz yeah. Razakath can set this line up pretty easily. Yeah, I have this above World Gorger Dragon only because it just wins the game on its own and doesn't completely blow you out if it's interacted with. World Gorger, you still need to do something with all yeah. them. It only makes an infinite mana, you know what I mean? You still have to cast the commander or you still have to you know, do something else. But Bomberman being much easier to set up, I would still put above this. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So then the next one it, uh, wins games. This is Food Chain and sure. Sweet. Hell yeah. Or Miss Hologriffin and Eternal Scourge, right? It's those. I love Food Chain forever. That'll never stop. Unfortunately, if I have to admit a sad truth, Food Chain ain't great. Food Chain is not great. <laughs> so the way that Food Chain works is that with Food Chain, you can exile a creature like Squee that is able to be cast from exile for more mana than you cast it for. So you can essentially make infinite mana uh, for only creatures by just casting Squee over and over and over again and generating more and more mana each time that you do so. Food Sliver can help you cascade through your entire... Food Sliver? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I swear this ain't a bit. I'm not doing the same joke over again. My brain is just it's literally just broken strange. about this. Yeah, I've said this before. We've done oh this already. Oh my god! Yeah, first sliver, first sliver, and first sliver can win the game. That's it. Move on. Yeah, uh, and then also Ukuma, Kazur and Ukuma, Rocco can also do Rocko this. Can but, also. It, but that just ends up going to find you like Kiki Jiki, which is like yeah. okay. Well, now the Kiki Jiki line is just better because yeah, I, it's just a setup. <laughs> that's card what I needed anyway. Yeah. Right? Realistically, I like Food Chain in decks that play black cards because Demonic Consultation and Tainted Pact work really well. If you can use either those cards to find the Food Chain, hopefully you can exile the Squee or the Mistiled Griffin or the. Eternal Scourge. Eternal Scourge in your library as you're going. Um, so it can really help set up the combo in a great way. I love it more in those decks. If you're not playing black cards, mm, not for uh, yeah. the combo just gets way too worse. Whereas if you're playing black cards, I think it's at least playable. So this is worse than Hulk. Yes. Is it worse than ISO Rev? Same. My brain says same right away. I would say it is better than Isorev, maybe. You would say I don't that think Isorev truly sees much real play. I don't think it really sees a lot of play. Food Chain still does. I have Food Chain above it because, again, in the decks that it works in, it works better in. I think I think that might be wrong, though. That might be... Isochron, I feel like... They both fall to the same things. Well, no, I'm sorry. That's not true. One folds to artifact removal. One folds to enchant removal. Enchantment removal is rarer. A lot of times they occur at the exact same rate in decks, though. Yeah, but no one's playing something that destroys just an enchantment. I guess no one's playing something that destroys just an artifact either. A braid is like the only reason why that might Food make... Chain's better because of a braid. Food Ride Chain is better because of a braid. There Great. we go. <laughs> All right, so that makes Food Chain actually number six right now. Great. 
All right, so our next one then is Devoted Druid and Swift Reconfiguration. This is a specific one. Works really only with Thrasios, or I guess anything that can win with infinite colors mana, but it's just like in Thrasios colors. It's very specific to like that. It's yeah. in green-white. It's not even in Thrasios colors. But what other commander are you going to play with? Right? I don't know. Anyway, it's a green creature. It, I don't even know what Devoted Druid really does. Devoted Druid is an O2, and it can tap for a green mana, but you can also... Uh, put a minus one minus one counter on it to untap devoted druid so normally this can make you two mana once with swift reconfiguration you can turn devoted druid into not a creature into a vehicle where it doesn't matter how many minus one minus one counters on it until you turn it back into a creature it's not gonna die so you can make infinite green mana this way just by continuously untapping it with an infinite number of minus one minus one counters right yeah so this is kind of the same as isogron scepter dramatic reversal it makes infinite mana it only makes infinite green mana, um, but nonetheless, it is cheaper than ISO Rev. That re that combo is yeah. four. This is the first one on our list that really can can is three mana. I mean, technically, um, Thoracle is Thoracle is three mana. That's the top, right? That's the yeah. that's the, the very top. The Dockside combos can technically be two mana if you cast Dockside first, and they have a whole bunch of treasures and stuff. Um, but three mana is a rate that is very good right like this it's very good and instant speed too so if you have a way to win at instant speed after this right you can totally do so and a lot of times in these thrasios decks you can draw most of your deck to find enough interaction to be able to deal with them on their turn if you're trying to win if like you can only win with finale of devastation yeah it's better for than ice run rev in that way because ice run and dramatic reversal you have to put the dramatic reversal onto it right away right this you can just play the devoted druid and then later on you can play the swift reconfiguration which is great um the only big issue con difference is that this is a creature creatures are and this is also gets there's an enchantment involved as well so if they have enchantment removal or creature removal that can stop this it can yeah and it does make it tougher but if i i have a rules question yep. so if you turn it in so if they hit it with removal and then you go to cast swift reconfiguration on it and turn it into a vehicle does the removal spell fizzle or does it still kill the thing you can after you the the swift reconfiguration will resolve and then the removal spell is still on the stack and then you can still in response to the removal spell tap it for mana and then remove a counter to untap and tap yeah. It for mana. Yeah, and so do, yeah but you can still do that but like well will the removal spell still kill the devoted druid if the stack resolves if it's like a dismember no uh wait but if it's like a doom blade, well, no, it would have to. It would have to still be a legal target because it's not a creature, right? Right. If it's not, yeah. If it's it's destroy a creature and it's not a yeah. creature, it's a legal target. Yeah. yeah. Fizzle. Take a break and look in the comments to see if anyone's corrected us on that. But I'm pretty yeah, sure. No, I am pretty sure. This is right, me yeah. flashing a warning or like an asterisk. I don't know, but yeah. Okay, so where where do we put this then? Is it better than Hallbreaker Horror? Yes, I think so. It's it's significantly more efficient. Yeah, cheaper. The, it's harder to play, but yeah, Holebreaker Horror has the one card setups. That's the big argument I have that pushes it and makes it good. But yeah, I would say that this is better if you don't have those setups. Is it is it better? It's better than Iso Rev. We just talked yep. about it. Why yep. it's better yep. than Iso Rev, right? Um, and just to make sure that we're still you know right about things, it's better than Dualcaster Mage Twin Flame, right? Because we have both of those under, we have that underneath Holebreaker Horror and Iso Rev. Yeah. So naturally, this means that this would be better than. Yeah, it is. Than that, then, right? And then what about Food Chain? Is it better than Food Chain? Swift Reconfiguration, Devoted Druid. Is that better than Food Chain? These are hard questions. These are very hard questions. Food Chain's got more setup for it, Food Chain's got more stuff that works with it. So I think maybe this is. But this is so much cheaper. But food chain can be cheap too. I think this is better than food chain, actually. So you Maybe know, not. No, I don't know. No, so, food chain's better. Food so, chain's better. Food chain's got too many setup cards that go with it. Yeah, I, I that's kind of where I'm going with, with this too. And the other thing is that there aren't many decks that are actually able to capitalize off of this, whereas food chain also has like you know Kazur and Ukama and Rocco and like there's a, a ton of commanders that can actually uh, the the new Atraxa, right? right? So there's a lot of directions you can go with that. Whereas, really, just Thrasios can use infinite green mana, right? Yeah. Yeah, for the most. Kenrith, Kenrith can't use infinite green man. You need the other colors. No, to do stuff. And the um, other decks that would be able to would be like mono green decks. Um, but but they're not outlets normally. They're normally they're normally yeah. mana generators. You know exactly, what I mean? They're not. Yeah. They can't use the mana. All right, so we are going to uh, put that there. So that's actually our number seven right now, which means that our number eight is Isorev, our number nine is Holebreaker Horror, and our number ten is Dual Caster Mage Twin Flame. 
because above all of that, our number six is Food Chain, number five is Hulk, number four is Kiki Jiki in an enabler, number three is Dockside in an enabler, number two is Brain Freeze and Breach and LED, and then number one is Thassa's Oracle Demonic Consultation. The top end of this list, I definitely agree with. The bottom end, I don't know. I feel like Holebreaker Horror might be a little bit better. Dual Caster Mage might be a little bit better. Food Chain, Icicon Rev might be a little bit worse than we put. I don't know if Food Chain's the sixth best combo in CDH. You don't know if Food Chain is the sixth best combo in CEDH? I don't know about it. So so where do you so you still think it's better than Devoted Druid and Swift Reconfiguration? Yes. So then where do we have ISO Rev and Devoted Druid Swift Reconfiguration? ISO Rev's worse. ISO Rev is worse. Okay. So Food Chain would be number seven. Devoted Druid would be and then where is Dual Caster Mage and... Um, Dual Caster Mage is still number 10 and Hullbreaker Horror is number 9. I think those should hop up. And we're... And, okay, so Food Chain is number 7. I think that sh- it should be... No, I think Food Chain should go down to and Dual Caster Mage should, and should go up to. Okay, so Dual Caster Mage is better than Hullbreaker Horror. No, Hullbreaker Horror also should go up to. Oh, okay. So, so Hullbreaker two. Horror, then Dual Caster, then Food Chain, then Swift Reconfiguration, then Icecrown Rev. Right? I don't know, man. This is hard. What do you this think? Is hard. This is hard, right? Okay, so I think that... I don't know. I think Food Chain is better than, than people think that it is. I think that the reason why Food Chain decks are tougher to win with now is because they can't grind as much because it's harder when you don't have card advantage in the command zone like a lot of these decks don't that's true that doesn't affect food chain and how easy it is to win the game after you food chain or how fast you can get the food chain going too because that's another thing we didn't talk about speed like food chain can also be, be really very quick. fast so like i yeah okay i i guess yeah you don't have card advantage in the command zone but that it does not affect food chain as a combo here's a thought sorry go you look like you're gonna say a little something no i wasn't i want to hear your thought Corvald started playing food chain most of the lists are not playing food chain because dockside is still better and dockside is at number three on the list anyway so i think that that also wouldn't affect my 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 thing is that food chain could have card advantage you could play Corvold food chain Ooh, oh i see but you don't bingo so it's you don't play you you could play food chain with the card advantage and it's still there are better things to be doing but i only because dockside is so much better maybe if yeah. dockside wasn't so much better food chain would see play exactly. which, which would make it better than those other things exactly so so it, it's kind of like the lab man thoracle situation it's like competing except with the, something too good except the gap between these is much closer than Labman and Thoracle. Yes, that's true. So it's competing with something that is too good, but that does that makes it hard to evaluate against the other thing. Well, the other thing too is that like Labman and Jace don't see play because of how good Thassa's Oracle is. Right. That is not the case with Food Chain still sees play. With Food Chain, right? Food Chain and Dockside still see play in the same decks all of the time. Yeah. Okay. So I would I I'm fine with keeping Food Chain up so high. Okay. All right. I will. That's all right. Food yeah. Chain stays high. I think Food Chain should stay high. I think Food Chain is better than Swift Reconfiguration. I think Food Chain is better than Iso Rev. This is what I'm thinking now. I'm thinking that Iso Rev should be under Twin Flame and Hullbreaker Horror. I think that is true. So, so really, what we should have right now is Thassa's Oracle, Demonic Consultation, Breach, Brain Freeze, LED, Dock Sided, and an Enabler, Kiki Jiki, and an Enabler, Hulk, Food Chain, Devoted Druid, Swift Reconfiguration, Hullbreaker Horror combos, Devoted Druid. Nope. Uh, dual caster mage yes and then iso rev is yes. what we're looking at yes i yes. said th- i think that's right so that's kicked out like Bomberman and uh wither bloom apprentice then. oh that feels strange because i still play those cards sometimes just because you play again just because you play them doesn't mean that they're in the top 10 right doesn't mean they're okay. still really and good they're still, and good. They, they're they're still, still good, right? good i never said that every every combo that we're talking about today is a cedh combo right. we are not talking about weird bizarre like eight card combos. these are all we're playable. talking about all cedh combos these are playable this is just what the ranking is oh shit no we missed one um two mana producing creature and freed from the real it's not in the top 10 it's not in the top 10 so that's just out there that's worse than all the things we talked about exactly honestly same goes for umbral mantle and solvala and marwin this is just another way to make infinite mana um but your outlet isn't in the command zone it is your commander um otherwise you're playing things like karametra's acolyte but again you're in the mono green color so again i don't think this is better than anything that we have in the top 10 yeah these are they're specifically good in mono green decks only and there are a lot of combos that are only good 
with the specific commanders. We're about to talk about those right now. It, it makes them kind of worse overall, but their individual strength is still can be powerful. Exactly. So the first one we're going to talk about here then for the commander combos is Najila and Derevi. This one is a way you can get infinite... Uh, attackers and infinite combats um, by untapping all of your lands that you use to activate Najila with with Derevi's ability. Not only lands, permanents, mana dorks, also mana rocks, true. all yeah. of them. Whatever there's, you need to activate that ability. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of other cards that combo like this with Najila. It's one of the main reasons why Najila is so powerful. This combo is really good. You can win like yeah. in, in a lot of different situations from basically next to nothing. Yeah. So is, is it is it a more powerful than Isorev? Yes. Okay. What about dual caster twin flame? See, all right, this is tricky. This is tricky. This is why I thought that maybe yeah. we don't want to include yeah. them. Yeah, but we have to talk about them, right? Or no? It, it's mean, hard to compare these one card commander combos with other commander agnostic combos because they're it's apples and oranges. We actually have 10 like other combos here, not even including Sovala and Marwin, where this could be a whole other top 10 list. That the we the could commander do. ones? Yeah. Fuck it. This it's another podcast. We've already been talking Podcasts for an hour. Yeah, this podcast is over now. Boom, this is another podcast. Please include this. Oh, yeah, that's how it ends. Thank you so much for watching. If you'd like to support us directly, you can do so at Patreon, like our $100 patrons. Baby Jeebus and Demon of Razgris. Make sure you check out PlaytoWinMTG.com for all of the PlaytoWin merch. Another huge shout out to our sponsor, Dragon Shield. They make great sleeves. If you want to support us or them, you can do that at our affiliate link down below. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter for more content. Thanks for watching. See you next week. Would you like to talk about some $50 patrons? I would love to. Stashes. Michelle Shepard. Justin. Eli Ritchie. Man Solo. I'm just going to say all of them wrong now, I think. Yeah. Nicola Maricovac. <laughs> Devin Schleicht. Beej Ptipip. Tat Gringy. All right, we got to right, say something, right? Um, Plantain Jackson. Isaiah Berliski. Michael Lyon. Pedro. Metal Plays Games. Windways. C. Quaja A. Hamid. Jacob Depp. CZ. Michael Ballou. Jan Wildfang. Sleepy Jarvis. Thomas Bueno. Swampy Leggy. Lauren Connell. David Nelson. Jormag. James Noon 845. I love it. Yeah, I love I it. I tried to make my show. Look I'm like, I ended up making your show look better. I'm like Sweet D. I need more lights blasted on <laughs> yeah, me. So as much, as much yeah. light as possible. As much of makeup oh, and lights. Hold on. Oh, we can? Yeah, let's. Oh, perfect. That? That's perfect. <laughs> the Human Torch was denied a bank loan. I can stretch out. Too. Unique New York. Unique New York. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Getting lunch with these fish bags. What did she say? Total tuna cans. Total tuna cans. Put a bullet in their fucking brains and leave their carcasses out on the side of the road. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.